Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, I'm going to have a spirited conversation with the guest and we're talking talking Midnight Haunt. I'm excited. I'm ex- very excited about this. Also, we got the shout out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Are you ready? Well, let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTG Ectoplasm.com. My own personal website where I put the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode just like this one, you can do that there. And I would humbly, humbly appreciate it. Now, before I continue, ladies and gentlemen, I have a, a, a huge favor to ask of you. Do me a favor. Wherever you're streaming, watching, whatever you're doing with this podcast, there's a follow, subscribe, like button somewhere around there. Just hit that bad boy for me. I'm not charging you a dollar, a penny, a peso, a ruby, a ruple, a, a, a euro. I'm not charging you a dime, all right? If, if you want to give me chickens and cows, and don't even worry about that. Okay, we, I, I like bartering, but you don't even have to worry about that either. Just hit, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I would humbly appreciate it and tell your friends and family. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you, the thousands and thousands of people around the world, making this your number one spot for spirit travel. Uh, the reason why I say this is because I, I haven't put out a podcast in a quick minute, and I've been indifferent. I'm going to be humbly and open and honest with you. It's because, you know, I went to nursing school. I graduated. I had to take my boards. Uh, that means I have to get a license to work as a nurse. I took my exam today, and I had nothing but pure focus for that exam because I'm trying to elevate and make my family a little bit better, uh, you know, financially-wise. And I want to thank you for you, you, you guys reaching out to me. You also, you ladies reaching out to me saying, you know, where's the podcast? What's going on? We miss you, Dwight. Well, thank you for the words of encouragement. I humbly appreciate it. So with that being said, enough with the pleasantries. All right. It's now time to bring in the individual who, uh, I met through the spirit discord group, uh, I can call him a friend whenever I need advice or uh, key questions on certain cards. He's the one to go to. Let's welcome to the show, Dr. Katz. Welcome to the show, Dr. Katz. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Long time no speak. It's, it's, it's been, it has since been a hot minute. Yeah, it has. Um, Modern I, Horizons 2? I, I think we talked about MH2, yeah. I think that yeah. was the last, which, which it's weird because it was sort of recent, but it feels like a long time ago it really it's, does it's because every other set that gets released it's like you know watsy has a potpourri of new sets that just goes here's a new set and here's a new set and it's like oh my gosh yeah it's hard to keep up sometimes it, it's you know it really is it's like it's like 
it's like great new spoiler season and then this and then i'm like oh i didn't get a chance to appreciate the cards that i didn't like oh yeah i know like for i think it was afr adventures of the forgotten realm i it came out so shortly after me two that i was just like i, I don't care about this i don't and i'm like i'm just waiting for innistrad you know as a spirits player i'm like i'll just wait for innistrad no, and, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm, I'm excited. For, you know, when I saw Innistrad Midnight Hunt drop out, like, well, started to get the the leaks and then the spoilers, I was excited. I'm not, I'm also excited for the Crimson Vow. And then I'm also excited for, uh, what's this, the, the Kamigawa block, because allegedly there's spirits oh, yeah. there, too. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, we're, we have a spirited future in our future, definitely in our future. So Absolutely. if yeah. you if you're listening to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you're, we're getting spoiled. So we're getting spoiled with riches. Unfortunately, Doctor Kitts, since I'm saying we're getting spoiled with riches, let me begin by asking you, what was your overall thoughts on Midnight Hunt? So Midnight Hunt <clears throat> is an interesting set. Um, it's kind of marketed as a set that's all about werewolves, and there were there were a decent amount of werewolves in the set, but there are quite a few spirits thrown into the set as well, um, and vampires here. There are zombies. Zombies got a really powerful one drop with Champion of the Parish, um, and and truthfully, it, it's a weird set for spirits, you know, because they came out with a mechanic that you know you're aware of. Um, I think we talked about it briefly um, before the show, but Disturb. So on the front half of the card, the creature is a human and then when it dies and goes to the graveyard you can bring it back as a spirit um powerful ability but kind of a weird ability because what it means in modern is the front half of the card doesn't really synergize with spirits but the back half could so it's kind of like a half half type thing um that said you know there are a couple spirits that don't have the disturb there are some interesting cards with disturb we'll talk a little bit about um, but overall, I think it was a great set because um, flavor was great. You know, like um, I, I personally, like this is my favorite time of year, fall, right around Halloween's like a Amen. month, nine days away. Um, my favorite holiday um, as a spirits player. <laughs> but, you know, like an Innistrad, like getting two Innistrad sets, like I feel spoiled. It's, it's awesome to be able to have so many spooky, kind of creepy cards coming out and all the flavor that goes with that. No, I hear you. Like me personally, I agree with you. Um, I I'm going to be on humbly and honest. I love this disturb mechanic. I think it's flavor wise, it's brilliant. Fla- oh yeah, flavor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Realistically, in play and how we'll use this, say for competitive play, garbage. But <laughs> yeah, that's fla- a pretty good summary of it. <laughs> yeah, flavor wise, it makes sense. Human, Absolutely. you die, you go to the graveyard, and guess what? You come back as a spirit. Bravo, spirits. Bravo, bravo. Makes yep, sense. Absolutely. You disturb their grave, of course they're going to come back and haunt you. Brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. Absolutely. But You know, I thought I thought for a minute it would be cool to create a um, hybrid human spirits deck, but I was like, eh, it might be a little ambitious. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a little hard to do. I, I, I hear you. What I was thinking they would bring back is like the hunt, the haunt mechanic here. Oh yeah, that I forgot would, about that. That's that would old make tons, That that would make tons and tons of sense for this mechanic. You know, oh, you die. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You don't come back as a spirit, but you're ha- haunting someone. I would have thought that would have been a little bit more flavorful, but it makes sense. Maybe we'll end, end up seeing that in Crimson Vow. 
But what right. I what, what I will say is this: I hate to say this to the people I watch. If you're listening and watching this, let me begin by saying this is Midnight Hunt. Hunt. This is about werewolves. Yes. Where are the werewolves? Even the commander set, uh, commander decks. Where is the werewolves? Where's the lords? Where like uh, I'm not a person. I know, I know. Some werewolf players like felt that too. They felt kind of like shafted a little bit. Like, like uh, vampires get so much love, and werewolves have gotten the back end of everything. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is this is a tribe that deserves some type of love, some affection. And Absolutely. No, it's getting treated treated poorly, and I feel bad for those. Uh, uh, werewolf fans because it's, oh, yeah. it's like it's like where is it now speaking of werewolves let me begin by asking you what is your feeling about the day and night mechanic so i i think that's part of why werewolves feels like it was a little bit shafted like i have a close friend of mine who plays elves and he's a big fan of werewolves you know and he was like oh so i'm excited so i was sending him some of the werewolves from innistrad but the problem is the day and night mechanic, um, it's cool, like from a flavor standpoint, kind of like you were talking about with Disturb, but like mechanically, it's just, it's kind of inefficient and it's kind of confusing because, you know, each turn it's like, oh, like if you didn't cast like spells or two spells, then it becomes night, but then it becomes day again. And then there's cards that will like make it automatically day or make it automatically night. And like, you kind of have to jump, jump through these hoops excuse me, to like turn your turn your human creature into like a werewolf and that's cool flavor but I, I I don't know if the payoffs are there, you know, I don't know if the werewolf half of the cards are strong enough to make an impact in a set like modern. Right. No, um, I understand. Maybe maybe in Pioneer, maybe maybe in Standard we'll see a competitive werewolves deck, but but it's just it's a it's a weird I mean I I like that Watsy's taking risks and kind of innovating and doing new things. But if you think about it, like playing the game, like if you're sitting across from someone and you're drafting in a strat or something, it's like, all right, it's day now. All right, how many spells did you cast? I'm going to this down. All right, it's night. All right, let's flip this over now. It's day. Oh, it's still day? And like, it's just another thing to keep track of. Right. Can you know, on top of your life total and on top of like cards you have in hand, encounters. It gets, it gets a little bit like, um, the word i'm looking for convoluted i guess sometimes <laughs> it becomes a bit much it's like <laughs> yeah a bit much yeah it's cool it's cool like thematically and flavor wise but it's just a a weird um i don't know hoop to jump through to like transform your creatures right well let me ask you uh because you see this format uh you know and i, I you play pioneer correct as well yes yep okay what do you th- what do you think about this this set in general for Modern and Pioneer? Like, do, do you see any particular cards that really stand out to your attention? Goes, this fits here. Yeah, actually. So, I've been pretty busy with work, so I haven't had quite as much time to play Magic as I as I want to recently. I played decent now, and I had a league recently on four one. But, but like, I, I've been watching some streamers, and two of the cards that stand out to me from the set are. Faithless Salvaging. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's called. Yes. Faithful. Fa- no, not Faithless Salvaging, sorry. Faithful. It's the white-blue sorcery. Rending, yes. Yeah, yeah. Fa- yeah, Faithless Salvaging was, 
was MH2 or was that AFR, I think? Um, I'll look it up right now. I think it was I have it here. Faithful's. What the hell is it? Yes, Faithful Mending. So yes, it's Faithful a, Mending. Yeah, it's a two-mana spell, and you gain two life, draw two cards, and discard two cards. Right. Um, it's blue and a white. What's interesting about this card is you hear, like, all right, draw two, discard two. You think of Faithless Looting. You think of Arclight Phoenix and Is It Phoenix, which was really strong and modern at one point before that card was banned. Um, but this card is kind of revived Phoenix. Like, people mm -hmm. are building these Just Guy Phoenix decks, a little bit of red, white, and blue, American colors, I guess. Um okay. And you get to revive the phoenixes from the graveyard, flip your thing in the ices, and it's pretty powerful. Um, I agree. Even in modern, you know? So and it has that flashback for three. So it's an interesting card. Um, I, I've seen that make make kind of a dent in modern. The other card I would talk about that I think we knew was going to be good, but I'm seeing some interesting builds that really take advantage of is Champion of the Perished. Yes. Um, so, like, my initial thought was, like, oh, cool, like, Zombies gets their own little champion of the parish. So it's basically like you play more zombies and it gets bigger and whatever, you know? Like, I figured it was just like humans, but there aren't really as many good zombies as humans. So I was like, eh, I don't know how good this will be. But people made are, are experimenting a lot with cards like Gravecrawler. Um, so whenever you have a zombie, you can play it from your graveyard for a mana. So you'll do these, like, kind of broken synergies where you have out, like, Carrion Feeder and you sack your Gravecrawler which increases the carrier and feeder. You put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Then you bring it back, um, which pumps your champion of the parish, and you just sack it again in the carrier and feeder, bring it back, sack it again, bring it back. And you can just do this an infinite amount of times for however much mana you have. So, like, these these champions of the parish get really big really fast. Yep. And, I, and, and these I, sacrifice heavy decks. And I don't know if you noticed there's a, there's a uh, what you call, oh, God, it's like, I think it's Diagraph commander or something it's it's mm -hmm. a lord where if oh the, yes yeah if, two mana zombie lord yeah it's a zombie lord where if uh a, a, i think a zombie dies your opponent loses one and i mean that works exceptionally well with the the, the mechanic with the zombies where they uh they die if they attack i mean i yes. i mean zombies i hate to tell you they benefited out of oh their, yeah they truly have benefited the most I believe at any tribe in this set. Yeah, I think I think you're true to that. You know, like I think it's going to take some time for people to find the right combination of cards. But zombies have a lot of synergy between like sacrificing and pinging your opponent for one when this creature dies. Now this one comes back, and now you grow this one, and this happens, and like it can become pretty aggressive. And it's also very hard to deal with um, no. with most cards in modern because like you have lightning bolt, you have an holy heat, you have It'll push like, yeah, you want to kill my zombies? All right, that's fine. You're just wasting your cards. I'll just come back. No, like, you... um, sorry, go ahead. Which is a powerful thing, you know. A lot of other tribes aren't able to do that. Exactly. Like the other card that I see that that really people are talking about is the uh, Meat Hook Massacre. Oh my god, the, interesting. It, it's such a good card, and it like to me it works well with zombies as well. I mean. Like, oh, my zombies die? Okay, not a problem. You lose life. Oh, I guess what? You lose life and I'll gain life. Oh, like, are you kidding me? Like, there, there, there's some weird synergy style play that you could do with Meat Hook Massacre. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's an absolute brilliant card. 
you can kind of sweep the board and then you gain the benefits and bring back your zombies. Amen. Absolutely. So let me let yeah. me ask you, like, was there any deck that uh, got stronger or tribe that got stronger besides uh, zombies? I think zombies is the big one um, for, for sure when we think about tribal decks. I talked a little bit about Phoenix before, I think. I don't know if Phoenix is back back, like it's as good as it used to be, but I think it's playable, and I think people are going to keep experimenting because people love that deck mm-hmm. um, and always have a desire to make it work. Um, I also think that humans got some interesting cards, you know, in this set. There's a new... I think there was like a white-blue of humans that, that just, a list that just came out where it looks really interesting. It's I, I, I wish I, I would have brought it up, but... White blue humans I would have never thought of. Yeah, I saw a list that was um it was like um Azorius humans and it and it had Alluris as a companion, so you could bring him back and I was playing with some new cards like MH two card, Esper Sentinel, I had Champion of the Parish, Daddy's Lieutenant, and there's a new two drop for humans that's like a three one with lifelink. One of the adversaries. Um and when you play it you can pay one white, one colorless, any number of times, and it gets these, it gets valor counters or courage counters, and then like your all your creatures get plus one, plus one based on how many it has. So you can kind of like vial it in, pay oh, two mana, adversary. pay four mana. You're talking about yes. the, the white adversary. Yes, correct. Yep. It's and so, the, in, I think it's, that card has potential. Intrepid adversary. That's correct. Yep. It's a That's three. It's a three one. This is crazy. It's two mana, a generic and a white. Lifelink, a human scout, three one. Are you kidding me? Like, it's so dumb. And then you pay one and a generic and a, a one white mana to boost it up. That's that's so stupid. Becomes a four two and a five three. It's it's interesting. There's a little. There's some weaknesses like coming in with one toughness. Like you could die to Lavadar. Not the prowess is as popular as it used to be. Or like you know, it's easy to bolt or whatever. But like. It's an aggressive card, you know? It's kind of like a little Thalia's Lieutenant in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm not sure if it'll stick, but humans always gets tools, you know, especially in Innistrad. Um, there's probably other humans I'm even forgetting about or people are overlooking, so... Well, when... I think... Go ahead. I think we'll see that that tribe start to make a bit of a comeback, too. Mm. Well, let me ask you. I was going to... We, we discussed the Disturb mechanic, but I want to ask you about the the five color multi kickers the adversaries sure what do you think of them i, I do like it's they're so like okay i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be a little bit biased here sure the blue one the spirit mm-hmm. when i first saw it i was like hmm this is interesting and i obviously and i'll be honest with you i misread misread this card multiple times yep and I was like, oh, my God, this card is ridiculous, yada, yada, yada. It's like it's the best card ever. Then when I realized when it enters the battlefield, you pay. And I was like, oh, it's when it enters the battlefield. Mm. I thought I thought I could play, you know, just while it's on the battlefield. Not when oh, it I see. And I was like, oh, my God, this card is so great. It's exactly oh, what Oh, that would be absurd. It's everything. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and that's how I looked at all these. I looked at all these. I'm like, oh, my God, did Wadsy just loot? They bumped their head and just 
woke up stupid. Oh my god! With all yeah, these adversaries, you do it any time. Oh my god! And that's yeah. that's how I read these cards. And then one day, it I just like, let me reread this card. And then I read it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's good. Not as broken as I thought it was. Yeah, but it's good. I can see it being put into spirits as a test run to mm-hmm. see how how it functions in the main deck in Azorius. I don't think it fits in Bant. I think it has a huge place in Pioneer. Um, Andre Seguera, the Spirit Master, he just did a mono blue snow build. He just I released that, a, yeah. a video mm-hmm. on YouTube. And let me just tell you, it it's not like you know banging down the door is great but it is a definitely good card for spirits it's interesting yeah i mean and i i think that's i think that's a good way to think about all the adversaries i think they're fine i i I think calling them like strong or broken might be a little bit of an overstatement you know like it's like you said if it was if you could do this any time and you could have you know spectral adversary out and you're like hmm i'm gonna pass to you and i'm gonna hold up spell caller yeah, you're not playing anything. I'll just pay four mana. I'll just phase out a couple of your creatures. Like that, that would be absurd. You know, like <laughs> it'd be game breaking. Like you'd have to kill it immediately. But I think as it stands now, it has kind of some niche applications. And I, I agree with you. I don't really think it has a place in Bant because people, people kept talking about like, Oh, I'm going to play collective company into this car. It's really cool. And you can like pay two mana, pay four mana. Like, okay. So you're going to pay, four mana for your collective company and then you're gonna have like four more lands in play and you're gonna have eight mana and then you're gonna pay four with spectral accuracy like if you have eight mana and like you're you're probably probably losing you know mm-hmm. like that's a lot of lands exactly in a in a format like modern even pioneer that's see that's, that's a lot see that's why i looked at it the way i did because i'm thinking to myself well you you got shackle guys you're tapping two spirits i'd rather tap two land and then screw yes. myself, you know, so I can use this yep, as yep. a mana sink. And that's how I was looking at it, as a mana sink and not anything else. And then when I reread, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, and it's, it's good. And, it, you know, it's not terrible. Like, I no. had a game. I was up against Hammer Time, which right now is the most popular deck in Modern. Um, puts up consistent tournament results, so. That's perfect not, for Hammer Time. It's not perfect. like a niche deck. Yeah, so, and I had a game where... Um, I have other vial. I play my turn one other vial. I play my land turn two, and I took up my vial to two, and I didn't draw my third land. Like normally, I would be like, okay, I have my third land. Let me cast my Skyclave apparition. I'm gonna apparition this hammer, or I'm gonna apparition this creature that's equipped with a hammer, or Sigardizator, what have you. I didn't have my third land, so I passed to my hammer time opponent. They flash in two hammers with Cigar to Zade, go to kill me, and for like 20-something damage, and I'm like, hey, this card works. So I, I tap my vial on two, I put my adversary in. One of the neat things about this card, it doesn't have kickers, so you can vial it in and mm-hmm. then pay the mana cost after. Yep. So I was able to pay the blue and the one, even though I missed my third land drop, and then I phased out their creature until the end of turn. So I essentially saved myself there. You know, and didn't take that twenty damage. And I was able to stabilize next turn. Pick up my valve. L- let me ask you about that. The field. Let me ask you sure. about the play. Yeah. 
Because I'm Absolutely. thinking to myself, if they tried to play hammers, okay, yep. mm-hmm. couldn't you have just played the adversary with the ether vial, tap the blue and generic, phase out their creature because the fact that the hammer, there's no target for it anymore. Target for it. Oh, well. Yep. There's a lot of tricks you can do. Like, so I, so you could phase out the creature, right? Obviously, if it's equipped with a hammer, then you don't take damage. You could phase out um, one of the hammers if you won't, if there's two of them. That doesn't help too much. Or you can even phase out Sigarda's aid in Ooh. response to them casting one of the hammers. <laughs> and then the hammer comes in. It's like, oh, well, cost eight to equip. Good luck. Mm. You know, so there's a lot of tricks with this card. It, in some ways, it feels a little bit like Skyclave Apparition, but weaker, because you have to pay four mana instead of three, and it doesn't permanently deal with your problem. But it does have flash. Right. Um, and so you can do it during your opponent's turn. And it's, you know, one thing people forget about with this card is like, and I oftentimes forgot about it, is it gets these counters. So like you phase out one or two cards, it's like a, a three two or a four three, and yep. then you have a lord out. That's a that's a big flying card. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've been trying to tell people like the way I look at the card to me, it's a shacklegeist uh, head relations with uh, rattle chains, and there you mm-hmm. go. It's like it's it's a mix of both because you yeah. can pr- you can protect your creature, but at the same time screw over an opponent with their creature. So it's like they they made a weird baby, and it's called spectral adversary. <laughs> I would even say that maybe this was a threesome and Skycave Apparition was involved. <laughs> because it, it, it's it, it's similar to him too, you know? Like, you can phase out a lot of things. It's an artifact creature enchantment, so you can phase out a vial, you know? And then your opponent can't vial something in. If, if someone tries to destroy your vial, you can phase out your vial to save it. Like, there's a lot of interesting... It's, it's a very flexible card, but it's sort of inefficient it's it's like it doesn't quite do what shalgeist does as well as shacklegeist or rattle chains as well as rattle chains or apparition as well as apparition but there's a little bit of each right so so i think of it like you know right now i'm playing two of them in my azoria spirits deck that feels fine i might try four really Um, okay i might yeah i mean i when i when i experiment with a card i usually like to run the maximum number of copies just okay. so I have it as much as possible and can test like every single scenario, okay. you know, that it could, I mean, plus let's be real. The art is awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, like yes, the card is. looks incredibly cool. Yes, it is. I, I love that art. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this card's going to be phenomenal. Then I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> uh. I, I, I feel a little bit, and, and I'm not saying this to be negative, but I feel a little bit like it's a cool card. It, it sees some play. It's neat. But I think when the next set comes out, we might get better spirits, and it might end up getting pushed out a little bit. But we'll see. Okay. You know, l- we'll see. So l- let me get, let me get to. Do you think any of these adversaries are going to see competitive play? I think spectral adversary might in spirits. I think that the human could see playing humans. We talked a little bit about that. I think they're. Like just the bar to be worth trying, and I'm not sure if they'll stick. I, I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I love the red one. I think the red one's great. The red one's the one that can flashback a incident or sorcery, right? 
I want to yes. say. Yes, sir. The, the haste one, yeah. That card's interesting. The only, the only thing about that card that's a little rough is you have to pay three mana to bring back, like, um, flashback, whatever. That's strong, though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, I don't think you can play it in burn. It's a little too expensive. Mm-hmm. But maybe in some type of just guy control as a control, you could, like, it's kind of like a little snapcaster mage with haste. So, I, I don't know. It's interesting. It has potential. All right. I wonder. I wonder if some of the cards will find a way to like kind of cheat on mana. Like you, you generate so much mana that you have like twenty mana or something, and then you just kick it like so many times, just like oh, phase out your whole board or flashback all my burn spells, like well, some so, type of broken interaction like that. Well, the, let's hope the brewers out there brew, and you know they come up with something good for our spear players. That's all I'll say about that. Absolutely. Now let me ask you in general, what did you think of the spirits? The spirit, you know, the the collection, the twenty plus mixture of the disturbed and non disturbed spirits. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at them now. Um, Spectral adversary was the one that stood out to me. Um, I think there are some other neat ones. I don't know if they're really playable in like modern or pioneer spirits, but like one card that might see play. I'm not sure where. Um, it was the green spirit. Willow Geist. Um, Geist. Yep, Willow Geist. And the 1-1 one, one, um, for, for green, trample, and whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. And when it dies, you gain life equal to whatever its power is. So like, if you play this thing, and I don't know, I mean, you wouldn't really necessarily play it in dredge, but like, you play this thing and you're like bringing back a bunch of stuff from your graveyard and act like dredge or something. Like This thing gets big quick. Mm-hmm. And when this thing's big, it's hitting you, it's trampling in, and you're like, finally, I got to kill this thing. And then they just gain all this life. So I I think that card has potential, um, maybe even in constructed formats like Modern Pioneer. I think there's one card I really want to be good, but I just don't know if it's good enough. And it was the one you brought up earlier, is the new three-mana Lord, okay. um, Pat- Patrician Geist, the one that mm-hmm. spirits get plus one, plus one, and spells you cast from your grave or cost one less. Um, that card is sick because, first of all, again, art is amazing. Um, and I've thought about playing this card over Eagle in Pioneer, you know? like I, I'm suggesting it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm 100% suggesting it just because why are you going to worry about an additional white? It's blue to generic. That's it. That's it. No, nothing more, nothing less. It makes, yeah, it's it, it's easier to cast. Some Pioneer's mana base is still a little shaky. Well, you're going to... People are going to complain because it's a 2-2 and not a 2-3? The only application of that I would see in Pioneer, Pioneer plays cards like Shock and Wild Slash and um, the new red spell, the Scries. Like, there are some there are some 2 damage spells in Pioneer, but I don't know. It depends how much we're overrating that. You know, like, yeah, Eagle doesn't get pinged by those spells, but, like, Trishan Geist is easier to play. So, like, how many games do you, can you not cast Eagle because you don't have a white? How many games would this die to a shock where Eagle would survive? And I think that's the question you'll have to ask. I saw a um, Spirits List in a challenge, and this thing was in an Azoria Spirits deck, but this person just played a maximum amount of Eagles and this card. So they had, like, wow. 12 Lords. Wow. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I, I, I guess you could do that. You know, I, I, um, why not? You know the spirit I mean, with uh, Merfolk. They're the they're the one tribe that does that all the time. They got the uh, 
what they they got the per up uh, uh, mesh of the pearl trident the the lord of atlantis and they got uh Mero Ridri. why not sure and and you know regarding the disturbed spirits i think they're cool i think some of them are so close to being playable but i but i think it's it's hard when a card is like partially human and then partially a spirit because then it's like you're playing it and like you're not pumping your mausoleum wander right. or it's not getting pumped by the lord at first and then later it is like I mean, some of them are really cool, though. Like, there's a white one-one first strike, um, mm-hmm. and it has ward one. Yes. And then when you flip it, it's a two-one flyer with first strike, yep. and each creature you control gets ward one. So it, it's so um, cool to give your spirits ward. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Look. I know. If it was like, if it was just the other half of the card. For one mana, oh my god, oh, that'd be insane. I'm like, come on, Watsy, give it to us. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't. Ugh. And they, like, and go ahead. Some of them look really cool. You know, it's 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 funny because as a as a player, I'm kind of a purist too. Like, I usually like to play Azorius over Bant. And when I if I put one of these cards in my deck, I'd be like this like filthy human doing in my deck <laughs> you know like <laughs> like die only the human. undead are allowed here really? like not these dumb humans die human die so I can bring <laughs> exactly <you back. laughs> well trust me that's how i felt like when i felt the uh when they leaked uh the uh, hippogriff spirit i was like oh yeah this card's gonna be trash it is it and then is when trash. i saw it i was like oh thank you for making me profit uh, yeah things, exactly things are absolutely garbage so, so it, you know, it's kind of like we said, you know, a cool flavor, cool set. Like, not a lot of constructive playable spirits in this set, but it, it is what it is. It's still cool. So nothing made it's, a difference in the tribe. Nothing. Except for potentially the spectral adversary. Like, yeah, I would say adversary. I, I think Patrician Geist gets an honorable mention. If you want to play more than the typical eight lords, you could play this in, in Bant Spirits and Modern if you wanted to. I've thought about trying that out, putting a few more lords in there. And just like being super aggressive, um, or you know, I think Willow guys might have a home somewhere, but I don't think it'll be in spirits. Right. Well, my thing is that a lot of them, you know, and you, you and I discussed this before the show, and and I want to wait a little later to to say it, but that last ability, Patrician Geist, I think there's something there. We're gonna we're gonna discuss that a little bit later. Sure. I think there's something there. Now, uh, did Pioneer? benefit more because of this set than modern maybe i i think adversary might be better in pioneer for a couple of reasons one is that pioneer doesn't have other vile so it's a little bit harder to flash everything in unless you have your rattle chains and when you don't have your rattle chains you get put into these awkward scenarios like Let's say you're playing Azoria Spirits and Pioneer and you've got a counter spell like Lofty Denial. And now you're like, should I play my Supreme Fin and myself a spirit during my turn or should I pass and hold up this counter spell? What if they don't play anything I really want to counter? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in this awkward spot where like, do I just use a counter spell so I'm using my mana or do I like wait? And with this card, you have another option. You know, you can pass to your opponent turn two, you can flash it in the end of the turn and sometimes pioneer games go long it's not as aggressive as modern so no, you no. get to that four mana you get to that six mana sometimes and when that happens you know and you're flooding and you draw this card it's like 
this card can save you. You know, like mm -hmm. you can flash it in, pay four mana, phase out two attackers, you win the next turn. The way I explained to my wife, like modern is like a turn four, turn five. Uh, mm -hmm. Pioneers like turn twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I mean, modern these days, I'm telling you, it, it feels like a turn three or four format. You know, with sometimes of Cascade decks and Tron, mm -hmm. and it's it's fast. And Pioneer is definitely significantly slower. So I think the card has more chance to shine. I also think some of these spirits like Patrician Geist and Spectral Adversary might see playing a mono blue spirits deck, which we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And and it, there's a lot of potential. I, I think there could be a, this is more me brewing or speculating, but what about like a mono blue spirit deck with Nykthos? So you, you use Nykthos, you get all this mana, you get to like, I don't know, eight mana, 10 mana, if you're able to like get enough of those blue pips on the field, oh, wow. flash an adversary, you just phase out your opponent's whole field. Oh, wow. So that would be an interesting interaction. Oh, wow. That, like you, you just made my brain just explode. <laughs> I'm not sure if that'll work. I'm not sure if it's it's worth it, but it's it's something I was thinking about. Well, what's, Andre was running that faithless. What does that the land with the the? Oh, see? the snow land, right? Yeah, well, he was running the snow land with that little land that becomes a creature, fa faceless. Hmm. Faceless some, haven. Yep, faceless haven. haven. Just, you swapped out with a Nykthos? Yeah, potentially. Ooh. I mean, it, de it it depends. Yeah, if there was a way, if if the mana advantage, if you can really take advantage of it. Wow. I think that's what it comes down to. Wow. I'm happy I I bought a place out of Nick those never used it ever. They're sitting somewhere in a cardboard box. Ooh, I got an idea. I'm brewing. <laughs> it has potential. Yeah, I'd be worth giving a shot for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for suggesting it for me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You may want to start collecting some of, the, some of those Nykthos. Just just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's a hot take, yep. It, you know, not, not, we're not saying Dr. Katz suggested it, and, you know, these stocks nope. and the MTG stocks, we're not suggesting that. But you just may want to pick up some Nykthos. That's almost just saying. Just throwing it out there. You didn't yeah. hear it from me. No, you know, if, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. not, you're going to come back like a year later and just go. You know, so it's like, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let me uh, yep. ask you. Um, you brought up something before uh, that I did not hear about. Uh, I don't know if any other spirit players heard about it either. Uh, this may be news to the thousands. I hate to sound like the rock. The thousands <laughs> and thousands. Hold on, I gotta take off my glasses because yep, yep. I, I, I can do the people eyebrow. The thousands and thousands around the world. People eyebrow. There you go. You have some interesting news that you heard from Rosewater, or allegedly from Rosewater. Can Correct. you can you please share this with our spirit community about Crimson Vow? Yes. Yeah, so. Mark Rosewater wrote an interesting article around the time that Midnight Hunt was was kind of running through its spoilers. Because when people were seeing all these disturbed spirits, they were starting to get a little discouraged. Like, oh man, are, are all our spirits just going to be half-humans? Like, are these really going to make a, an impact in Modern or Pioneer? Like, will we get something different? <laughs> Excuse me. And Mark Rosewater wrote in the article that there was originally a certain mechanic that was designed for spirits. We don't know what this mechanic is. 
and it was going to be put in a midnight hunt. And near the end of the kind of design phase, when they were designing the set, they thought, hmm, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to use Disturb in Crimson Vow. And they thought, wouldn't Disturb fit better in Midnight Hunt? Because you have werewolves transforming, humans turn to werewolves. Maybe we should put these Disturb cards in Midnight Hunt because they're humans transforming into spirits. So this is like the transform-heavy set. Like everything's right. like turning into something else. And... And he said, okay, let's do that. This other mechanic for spirits that are kind of like their own mechanic, mm -hmm. we're going to reserve that for Crimson Vow. So let's put that in Crimson Vow. And I'm guessing that whatever the Spirit Commander deck that's coming out in alignment with Crimson Vow will be with this new mechanic. Now, so, I'm going I'm to ask you to speculate. I'm going to ask sure. you to put on your, future, you know, put on your uh, brain cap from, from the future. You know, or if you got thick glasses, maybe you can see into the future. <laughs> like I, 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 my spectacles are so thick, I can see into the future. Perfect. Um, what do you perceive potentially this mechanic? I have two ideas. Sure. What so, is your idea? So a couple of things. Me and one of the other Discord mods, um, the Rift. I don't want to take full credit for this, so I bring his name up in here. I love We're the talking about Rift. This is a great guy. Yes, yeah, and you know, um, we were talking about the mechanic um, in Crimson Vow, and we started to speculate that it might have to do with phasing for a couple of reasons. One is that Spectral Adversary is one of the only like spirits in this set that doesn't have Disturb, and he has this special phasing ability, and he's a mythic. Mm -hmm. you know? so, so when you think of all those things and you put them together, it's like, hmm, maybe phasing is something we'll see in the future. Another thing to think about is before this set, in Adventures of the Forgotten Realm, we got a card. Now, if you remember, it was called Guardian of Faith. Um, yes. It's a three-mana spirit, and when it enters the battlefield, you can phase out any number of target creatures you control. Yeah, but so it was it a could spirit like, knight. save you from a board wipe, you know, or you could block everything and then phase everything out, and it comes back during your turn to attack them. So... We've seen now two spirits with phase, and if you think about historically what spirits have done, they tap things, right? You know, like yeah. we have Shackle Geist, they give things hexproof, we have Drag Skull and Rattle Chains. Um, so they're very good at protecting themselves, mm -hmm. and they're very good at Screw interacting with the opponent's board and kind of messing it up. Like Double Gas Herald, another one that taps creatures, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when you put all this together, like, What's a mechanic that can protect your stuff but delay your opponent? And that would be phasing. Because like you can phase out attackers. They can't, they can't hit you. You phase out your creatures, you protect them from removal. So if we see enough spirits with phasing type of abilities, that could be strong. That you know, if we huge. get a good one drop with that or oh, two drop. That would be great. As long as it, it, it's all phased and every time it re unfazed. You get to draw a card. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's probably what the commander will do. Something like that. Oh, just some type of like engine. Give, give me a one. Like that's the problem with spirits. I need card draw. That's like, the, like I know. our problem yep. is lands screwing oh, with other people's lands. They got there's ghost quarter. That's like a slight. I call it ghost. You know, spirit because of ghost. <laughs> but card draw. We so desperately need card draw. It's just, oh. I like yeah. I like I like your phasing idea. I love I love your phasing idea. You mean you Absolutely. gave me a third option too. You gave me a third option. Now the well, the one thing I brought up earlier, um, 
was Patrician Geist. The reason why I brought up Patrician Geist, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, is because the last mechanic, the last ability, the last sentence, spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast. I'm saying it's a mechanic that has to deal with that, and when our spirits go into the graveyard, they automatically come back with one less to play. So it's like it allows you to play your spirits from your graveyard. It makes sense. Hmm. Your spirits die, guess what? They got to come back from the graveyard. That's what spirits do. They come back from the graveyard. That's Hmm. one of them. The other one is they're bringing back the haunt mechanic. When it goes into the graveyard, it haunts your opponent. Makes sense as a spirit. Correct. So that's another one. And then the last but not least, it's a mechanic that I have been waiting and desperately begging for for spirits, and I don't know if it's too powerful, but it makes tons of sense. It's the one where you tap an opponent's creature, and it does not untap at the beginning of their upkeep. Interesting. I don't know. If I, you, it's there like, are there are some spirits like that. There's a um, it's there's a, a four mana spirit, Dungeon right. Geist, where it's, you tap something and it doesn't untap. It's called Nibblus of Frost. Mm-hmm. Is whenever you play an instant or sorcery, it, it gets prowess because it's a three three. But tap target uh, opponent's creature; it doesn't untap at the beginning of a uh, of their upkeep. I've seen that ability. I've built a deck about or uh, from that, and I play my like I play like table kitchen table magic mm-hmm. and sure. i've destroyed all my friends with just using that ability mechanic and i'm like lord please lord let us have this mechanic for spirits because we would own the you know prime time never again i fear <laughs> no emrakul no i fear no emrakul what whatever you, you throw it at me i fear not because it gets with not gonna untap it's not gonna untap mm-hmm. so that those those are my three the uh, returning from the graveyard using Patrician Geist ability, the the haunt mechanic. It's so weird to hunt and haunt. The haunt yep. mechanic. It should have been Midnight Haunt instead of Haunt. <laughs> yeah, there are more spirits than girls, feels like. Exactly. <laughs> and then the last is this uh, super duper tappy, no, screw you, you can't untap ability. Interesting. You know, I don't. Out of those three, I think Haunt is probably the most interesting to me just because, I'm not saying most likely, but it's interesting because it's an old ability, you know, and it was a, looking at now, it was an Orzhov Guild ability, and it was basically when this creature dies, it enters the battlefield and it haunts this thing, and then depending on how it's haunting, it can, like, do something to that thing. That's an interesting mechanic that could be strong if the haunting is strong enough, you know, like depending on what it does uh, when it's haunting a creature, that could be very strong because then you're discouraged from killing the spirits, but you have to, or they'll uh, kill you. Unfortunately, the way the, 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 you know, what Watsy's doing, it's, they're haunting me because then I'm building the, the, you know, the cards that I want for my deck. <laughs> yeah. oh, frustrating. And I, 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 you were talking about this previous to the show, but Patrician Geist, I, I, I don't think, I don't think spirits will get cast from Garrett. I feel like, Patrician Geist was just there to be like, hey, look at all these disturbed cards. You can flash them back for yeah. one cheaper. And look, you, you know, get like, plus and, one, plus one, Lord. I, hey. 
I feel like that's what it was for, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It's for the disturb mechanic. I just want it to be more. I just yeah. Please, come on. Like, I'm gonna I'm doing a quick look here. That's a total of one, one, two. So a total of twelve disturb cards. Really, we have one card for twelve disturb cards. I mean, it depends. Like maybe in limited or draft or something, but yeah, I mean if they if they go that route and they start making more spirits that can come back from the graveyard, that'd be interesting. I'm booing um, Watsy. Boo Watsy boo. That's that's <laughs> yeah. boo sheet. That's that's straight up boo sheet. You kidding boo me? Sheet indeed. Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you real quick. Uh what are your thoughts of spirits being in Kamagawa? I think we'll see more, you know, like I, I think right now is a really good time to be a Spirits player because I mean, it's good and it's bad because like, all right, Modern Horizons 2 is really strong set and it pushed these red, blue, aggressive creature decks have so much removal, which sometimes can be hard for Spirits to fight through, um, even with their hexproof and tricks because like them rules just so fast and efficient. Um, but like we're getting three sets back to back that are almost guaranteed to have Spirits in them. You know, we've got we had Midnight Hunt, which had maybe not a lot, but something. Mm. And now we're getting Crimson Vow with their own mechanic. And Kamigawa was an interesting set that had a lot of spirits in it. So, and, you know, flavor-wise, the new Kamigawa is looking cool. It's like a futuristic Blade Runner-esque, right. you know, dystopian society. So, like, we're pretty much guaranteed to get spirits. And, like, all it takes, really is one spirit, two spirits that are really good and see playing modern and boom, you know, like look at apparition, right? Like, look at shackle guys. These cards had a big impact, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that, you know, if, even if they accidentally put a good spirit, we'll be in great shape. So, I mean, understand ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're upset, crying, pouting, understands with one thing, we could be merfolk. Or merfolk. <laughs> So I'm gonna say because they're, they're, they're not getting cards anytime soon, and, and they 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 gotta be like, come on, guys, come on, Watson. they got they got their cards in MH2, but it just they wasn't were really enough, good. I guess. Like, no, it wasn't enough, but to like tie the title warrior. Oh my god, tied shaper, yeah, yeah, tied, yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Now, are there any uh, cur- uh I my my oh god, it's so. Ready? Are there current sideboard cards we need to consider until Crimson Vow to make spirits good? I didn't want to say yeah. great again because I know most people. Like, <laughs> but is <laughs> you know what I mean? Is there any? Yeah, I do. Is, is there any cr- sideboard cards until Crimson Vow hits where we can go? You know what? Spirits is here. We're here to kick ass. We're taking names. Boo. Yeah, I mean, so there's a new card that came out in Midnight Hunt that's interesting that I've, I've thought about playing. It's called Fateful Absence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a spirit, but it's a two-mana removal spell, and it's an instant speed spell, so you can play it. kills any creature. Um, it kills any Planeswalker. Yes, sir. And you give your opponent a clue token, so they can crack it for two mana, draw a card. And that's not the worst drawback, because usually we're a fast enough deck that if someone wants to waste two mana and draw cards, like, all right, fine, you're just going to die next turn. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting card. It could see play with Chalice in Modern. If you're playing Chalice on 
one, you don't want to have pet to exile because then you can't cast it. You'll exactly. Countered. So that's an interesting interaction there. In Pioneer, I think it's really good. You know, white didn't have any super efficient, strong removal spells in Pioneer. We we're playing sorcery speed stuff like Declaration and Stone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the card has potential, but outside of new cards, I've recently kind of found a way to fight the modern meta with, with a lot of these cards. Like Rest in Peace is a great card right now mm-hmm. The spirits can play. Amen. Um, not when you use Disturbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not when you're using Disturbed, yes. <laughs> Another reason to not play Disturbed, I suppose. Um, and then there's there's a card from Modern Horizons 2, Sanctifier and Vec, which yes. you know, I've been impressed with. Like I was playing it the other day against my Dredge opponent, and all their prized amalgams and all their blood gas and all their black and red cards just instantly got exiled and my opponent is kind of sitting there for a while and he just like says to me this card's better than rest in peace against me i can't get rid of this yeah yeah because you know they usually place like in chamber move like nature's claim i'm like you gotta play path to exile or something i don't know what to tell you like it's a because it doesn't die to a lava axe or you know whatever lightning axe so that's another good card we have access to. Um, and then there's stuff like Hercules Recall. There's a lot of artifact decks in Modern right now. Right. Um, there's Kataki, which yes. is the spirit himself. I was going to suggest Kataki. Yep, so you like you play that against Affinity or something, and all, they sacrifice all their lands, all their creatures, pretty much everything they have. There's there's a lot of neat cards, I think. Um, and Prismatic Ending, you know, another popular card from Modern Horizons 2 is a card that we can play that... You can exile Death Shadow now. You can exile those pesky prowess creatures for one mana, and you don't have to give your opponent land anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think I think White's in a pretty good spot in terms of sideboard plans. So, like, with the right sideboard, I think Spirits can still compete, yep. you know, in, in Modern and Pioneer. Well, hopefully, the, you know, the Spirit, uh, the Spirit Squad, thanks to Andre Segura for allowing me to say that, because that, that's his catchphrase. But uh, the Spirit Squad can listen to what we're saying here and say, you know, you may want to pick up some of Faithful uh, uh, Absence. I actually picked up a oh. playset, or two playsets. Two, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, one foil extended art and then non-foil. Very nice. Of, of course, I'm one, of, I'm one of those. One of those guys. Uh, <laughs> you go all out. You go all out. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I believe in foil flexing. It's like... Very nice. And lo- they will flex. They will bend. <laughs> no, not if you, not if you, you do it correctly. They will not bend. Not if you treat them great. Yeah. Exactly. Kill them tender, loving care. You treat them better than your puppy. You know. You, <laughs> you have to. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, let me say, uh, Doctor Katz, thank you for being on the show. So, is there anything, anything that you would like to promote? Yes, actually. So I, I am going to promote a local game store today. All right. I, I don't think I promoted it before. And, you know, part of it was COVID. There really wasn't any events. And recently, my local game store opened up some events. Very nice. Um, my brother and I went to one of them. He plays Prowess and Shadow. And um, we, we had fun. We went to a Friday Night Magic. I, I won three games. Um, he won three games. I the only loss was to like a devoted druid deck. I beat his prowess deck, which was really fun when we matched against each other. So yeah, you know, um, the local game store I have is located in Johnson City, New York. Um, it's called Jupiter Games. It's okay. on 240 Main Street. If anyone lives around this area, um, 
even if not, you know, I'd say it's worth a half hour, an hour drive. Like uh, staff are super professional. They take precautions with COVID. Um, the payouts for the prizes are good. They gave us like these free cards um, that we got like ch- randomly chosen. And I happened to get a card that was worth like $35. Wow. And I was like, wow, I paid, I paid $5 to enter this thing. And I got like a $35 card. Um, so I'll sell this bag and buy some cards I want. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a great local game store. Uh, do they have an games. online store out of curiosity? Because, you know, I, I don't mind shopping distant, you know, and having my cards sent to me. Yeah, uh, they do have an online store, actually. Yep. Um, so you can go online and you can buy you can buy magic cards. You can have them shipped directly to your house. If you live locally, you can pick them up. Okay. Um, they sell other stuff like miniatures, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar stuff. They sell... Um, Lots of good stuff. Board games, other card games. Um, like I said, Jupiter Games. If you just t- type in Jupiter Games, Johnson City, um, they're a pretty big, a big store. Johnson City, New York. You got it. New York. New York. New York, yes. There you go. <laughs> you know how we do in New York. I know. <laughs> Not down in the city. <laughs> we give you concrete slippers yes. and we drop you in the East River. That's how we do. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry. That's the Jersey, New Jersey, and that, that you know. That's more of a Jersey than yeah. New York, yeah. You know, New Jersey's the sixth borough of New York. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say about that because we're we're not proud of ourselves for some reason. <laughs> well, there you go, Jupiter Games in. Sorry, the, the name of the town again. Yep, it's Johnson City, Johnson New York. City, Johnson City. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen. That that there you go. Thank you, Doctor Kitts. It's now time. It's now time for the shout out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. If you didn't make it, don't fear, don't worry. Doctor Kitts and I will be rooting for you. And if you have any one you look for some help, you can reach out to me directly or Doctor Kitts. Go to the Discord group, look up Doctor Kitts or rift or anybody in there like tuesday testic andre segura you have a great spirit community in the discord group ask them this is a great wealth of knowledge in the discord group and it's a moral imperative if you're a spirit player to join the group and why not ask questions it's free just like my podcast so with that being said it's the shout out section so in pioneer uh, September 13th, this individual went 5-0 in the band build, and that's by against. On September 16th, this player went 5-0 in a band build, and it's Nildo. Look at Nildo. 9-20, September 20th, that is. Individual went 5-0 with a band build, and it's Nildo again. Congratulations to those players in Pioneer for kicking ass and using spirits. And go look at that. Bant, bant, bant. You guys... You pioneer players with your bands, crazy bands. <laughs> they love their bands. Oh, you look at that Andre Segura belt, the, the, the mono blue snow belt. You're going to like it. Now, in modern, uh, September 14th, 5 0 with an Azorius build, Raging Pikey. Long time no see, Raging Pikey. I'm glad you're coming back and kicking ass with Azorius spirits. Uh, September 15th, 4 0 with a band build, Sideshow NC. Nice. Now, September 17th, 5-0 in Azorius build. ZR Rogue. ZX Rogue, sorry. ZX Rogue with a 5-0 Azorius build. September 16th, 17th, congratulations. And then 
September 21st, 5 0 with a band build. Copria 02. Copria 02. Congratulations for kicking ass in modern and proving that Spirits is the best deck in modern. Now, let me give you an honorable mention. I saw a player in the modern challenge who came in the top 32. Okay. I know who you are. I see you there. I've looked you up. You're doing well. And understand, I'm going to keep on rooting for you. I know you know we both know who you are. Keep your heads up. Keep on doing what you're doing. Fight the good fight for us spirit players because we'll be, we believe in you. So, ladies and gentlemen, what more can I say? Is there anything else you want to add, Dr. Kitts? Yes, actually. So you can find the Spirits Discord. If you look it up on Reddit, you can just do MTG Spirits, and it's a link right in the top. Um, I'm one of the moderators there. Um, I also have a Twitter. Uh, my name there is Dr. Katz 11 It's D-R-K-A-T-Z-1-1. Um, so it's D-R-K-A-T-Z-1-1, like the old 90s show. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into streaming soon. If I do that, I'll certainly let you know. And please um, do, please do. I'll be promoting that as well. Well, there you go. And hopefully, you'll join me in uh, in Crimson Val. You know, breaking down Crimson Val and hopefully more spirits. Just saying. Absolutely. Cross well, our fingers, right? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when you're kicking your opponent's ass, do me a favor. Make sure they say that's boo sheet. Enjoy the rest of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.